Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open with me to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to be reading from verse 17. In Ephesians 4, if you want to be super spiritual today, you could open to Colossians 2 as well. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention too was um, college interest night this week was awesome. We had 37 people uh, at our interest night this week, which was great. And um, just want to encourage you to go to our website if you, um, if you weren't able to be a part of that and you are interested. Um, go and there's information there, but um, we're excited about that launching in February of 2021. Um, and I just want to let you know that um, Jordan Haley, who's going to become our Dean of Students, um, he's an amazing guy in our church. Him and me are amazing. They're part of our church. And um, it's a pretty cool story, but he actually has come from Hillsong Bible College, used to work there, um, and now has moved to the US and, and is here in Florida and um, is going to be part of um, ramping this up for us. And he's an amazing guy. Um, but he's actually going to be here um, for the 11 o'clock today, and between services, actually, he'll be there in storehouse between services, ready to talk to anyone who wants to talk about interest, uh, college night, the college interest. So um, if that's you, head to the storehouse between services, and um, you'll be able to see Jordan and ask questions, which is pretty cool. Ephesians 4, verse 17, this is Paul speaking about the new life that we have in Jesus says this, now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. Verse 19, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed to practice every kind of impurity. What Paul is doing here is he's drawing a contrast between people who are alive in Christ and people who are still dead in their sin. Okay, that's what he's doing. He's drawing, he's, the Apostle Paul is incredible at painting these parallels and using contrast um, in his writing. But he says this, he says, but that is not the way you learned Christ. <laughs> that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. I spoke about truth last week. Verse 22, to put off your old self, everybody say old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, everybody say new self, new self. created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I want to preach a message today. If you're taking notes, write this title down. I'm walking away. I'm walking away. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Father, we thank you for new life that comes through Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the gospel that comes to us, which is a new way, a new path, a new opportunity 
Father, a new road for every single person who believes. And that road leads to you. It leads to heaven. It leads to grace. It leads to your promises. It leads to your goodness, Father. So Father, we thank you for new life in Jesus, God. Father, we thank you for everything you're doing at this time in our church, in our community, God. Father, thank you that you're you're moving and you're speaking to people. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would illuminate God's word today to us. Speak to us shape us, mold us. God, we thank you for colonial kids that are experiencing all-in worship right now. All-in kids today, Father, thank you that you're doing such a powerful thing in their lives and they are being changed into who you've called them to be. In Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen. amen. Last week, I preached a message called, My Bad, I Got It Wrong, about the power of repentance in your life, about the power of repentance in my life. But this week, I wanna preach a message called, I'm Walking Away. I'm walking away. Away from what? Well, as Paul calls it in Ephesians 4, the old self, the old man in the New King James Version. I'm walking away from the old self, the old way, the old way of life. I wanna take a moment and talk about the power of leaving the old behind in our lives. Leaving the old behind. Verse 21, this is what he says, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Verse 22, and put off your, to put off your old self. I love this, which belongs to your old former manner of living, the old way. Your old self belongs to your old way, Paul says, and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, put off to put on. Putting off what? Well, putting off the old way, away from everything that represents who I used to be. We need to declare today and every day, I'm walking away. That old way I used to live, that old way that I used to be, that old life I used to live, I'm walking away. I'm walking away. From it, I'm leaving the old behind. Today is Baptism Sunday in our church. But you know, Baptism Sunday is powerful. Baptism is powerful. You know, baptism, water baptism that we're celebrating today is actually the covenant seal of the New Testament. It's the covenant seal of the New Testament. A couple of quick things about covenants, just so you know. Uh, you don't make a covenant, you cut a covenant. Okay. That's how you would cut a covenant, make a covenant in the Old Testament. You would cut a covenant. Um, the cutting of blood represents covenant. It actually means something. It costs you something to cut a covenant because there's blood involved. But covenants are permanent. You know, contracts are temporary. I'm gonna say that again. A covenant is permanent. That's the spirit of a covenant is this is permanent. This is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm willing to sacrifice. This is the cost I'm willing to pay Forever. But a contract is like, well, this is what I have to do for this amount of time. There's a big difference between a contract and a covenant. Man, I really pray you're gonna get this today. Because that is what what God has done in your life. He hasn't made a contract with you. That means that you're gonna get this because of this that you paid. See, the spirit of a contract, that's not what this is. The spirit of a covenant is what God offers us today and every single day. It's powerful. That's uh, the spirit of a covenant is permanent. A contract is temporary. And while in the Old Testament, circumcision was the covenant seal of the Old Testament, 
Water baptism for you and for me is the covenant seal of the New Testament. We like to say it this way in our church and essentials and when we welcome people into the faith and they start in their new journey and we talk about baptisms, we say this. Baptism doesn't save you, but it shows that, you save, uh, shows that you're saved. Uh, baptism doesn't make you a believer. It shows the world that you have already believed. It's the covenant seal. Let me say it a different way. You seal the deal by getting water baptized. You seal the deal. I mean, come on. This is why we get so excited about water baptism. This is why we get so excited. After 11 o'clock today, I want to encourage you to maybe uh, come back and be a part of it because as we get excited when people get water baptized because this is a profession of faith. You know, I talked last week about repentance, which is confessing sometimes uh, the, the sin in our lives, the negative in our lives. But when we profess through the outward expression of baptism, we are sealing the deal. And people today are going to seal the deal into the kingdom of God. It's the covenant seal of the New Testament. It's not just some cool thing that you just do because everyone else does it. No, this is an absolutely powerful moment in a believer's life because you're saying to you and you're saying to the devil and you're saying to everyone else around you, I'm walking away. The old way is gone. I'm leaving the old behind. You seal the deal. Baptism is and was, especially in early church, the way you proved your faith, the way you proved your Christianity. You know, the early church, they were committed. Like the early church, it was just like baptism central in the early church. Like it was just a baptism machine. It's just like this is how you do it. It showed the world that you've walked away from the old life. It showed that you've put your faith, you have a new faith in Jesus Christ. It was telling everyone you knew, every social level that you're on, every friend you've ever had, every family member that you've done life with, you say, I, have, I am changed. I'm walking away from that old life. I'm not like that anymore. That is not me anymore. This is me. It's the covenant seal of the New Testament. The early church was crazy about baptism. In fact, the early church, they would have challenged your faith if you told them you weren't baptized. They would have said, well, we don't believe you're a Christian. It's because it's the covenant seal. But there's also another reason. It's because of discipleship. Here's the truth today. There's a big difference between a convert and a disciple. And in the middle, I believe, is baptism. In the middle is the next step of baptism saying, you know what, I believe, but you know what, I'm going all in. I'm leaving it all behind. See, a convert comes into the faith and I'm excited about people that say yes to Jesus. But the Word doesn't say go and make converts. The Word says go and make disciples. See, a disciple knows how to walk out their faith. A disciple knows how to walk into the newness of life. This is why essentials are so important in our church. See, a convert hasn't quite got there yet. We're believing they're on the journey. They're gonna get to discipleship status, disciple status. But my question today is, are you a convert or are you a disciple? Because I believe a convert says, no, I'm walking away. I'm walking away. I'm not holding on to the old life. I'm not letting the old life even hold on to me. You know, the church in Iran is a, uh, they call it the fastest growing church in the world. And there's not a lot that's known about the church in Iran because of obviously the, the whole 
situation over there and the government and the involvement there and the church there is very much under the radar. But people believe, there are scholars actually that have looked at it and believe it's the fastest, most dynamic part of the body of Christ on the earth today. In Iran, it's the fastest, there was actually an article done in the Christian Post that I was reading this week and it said it's the fastest growing church. And listen to this, it has no buildings, has no central leadership and is mostly led by women. And there's a few reasons why the church in Iran has become so talked about and is so so explosive in growth and become such an unstoppable force um, despite all the persecutions and the power structures there. And I'll read this excerpt from the Christian Post too. It said, efforts by the Ayatollahs, which is obviously the government that's oppressive there, um, especially towards Christianity. It says, efforts by the Ayatollahs to destroy Christianity have backfired, but have served to refine and purify the church. What persecution did was destroy the church that were not disciples and destroy the church that was just about converts. The Iranian church leader noted all these church planters found out that converts run away from persecutions, but disciples would stay and die for the Lord in persecution. Listen to this. So our model inside Iran is not that we, do, we, is that we don't convert to disciple, we disciple so we can convert. There's people that are saying, I'm walking away. I have seen Jesus. I've been gripped by the goodness of God and I've got a revelation of His grace. Everything has changed for me and so therefore I am walking away from the old way. All that was left in that church in Iran was disciples. And I wanna encourage us today, let's not just be people that participate in the surface level and If it feels good, that's awesome. But this has got to be a deep conviction on the inside of us that I've walked away from my old life and my new self is what I'm I'm involved in and I'm all about today. When Paul tells this radical group of Jesus followers in Ephesus to remember, he was reminding them of this new life, this new thing that they have. It's new life and you've left the old behind. He says it like this, the old self or the old man is the old way, but the new self or the new man is what you have right now. You're a new creation. So this Baptism Sunday, what I wanted to do was I wanted to talk about putting on the new self and leaving the old behind. I've got two points this morning. The first is this, okay? When it comes to putting on the new self, the new way and saying I'm walking away, we've got to understand this. Number one, I've got to realise that I'm different. You know, the cutting of the covenant has happened in your heart. See, I wanna just really encourage you to see your faith not as just some social thing that you're a part of, which it is. You get that trimming, you get that extra, but it's something that God has done in our hearts. It's a cutting of a new covenant that isn't like the old way, but it's the new way that happens in our hearts. I'd love it if you could write this down. I'm cut out to live for Jesus. The cutting of the covenant has happened in my heart. I'm cut out to live for Jesus. You know, they say, oh, that person, they're cut out for that job. Or they say, yeah, that person, they're cut out to do that thing. They're cut out for that thing in their life. And man, they're so good at that thing. And that's just, that's them. They're cut out for that. You know, you as you said yes to Jesus and you were brought into the faith and the Holy Spirit baptized you into the body of Christ. This is what happened. You began to become and you now are cut out to live for Jesus. You're different. And we're gonna realize this today 
and every day that I am different. I'm not like the world. I've been cut into a new life with Jesus. I've been cut out to live for Him. It's the cutting of the new covenant in our lives. Let me show it to you. In Acts chapter two, this is Peter preaching on Pentecost, preaching this sermon, this, this massive message to people that were about to, be, to receive the gospel and are receiving the gospel. Verse 37, look what it says. It says, now when they heard this, look at it. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Look at this, for the promise is for you and for your children, but look at this, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself and with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. There it is, the difference. So those who received his word were baptized. And they were added that day about 3,000 souls. 3,000 people baptized on one day. It was a baptism festival. <laughs> Why? Because there was a radical difference that was made in every single person's life. They were different. It says they were cut to the heart. That's not just a good song, it's in the Bible. It was there first. But I just wanna encourage you today and every day when you walk into what seems like the mundane, your office, your job, your situation, maybe you just feel like it's just going through the motions day in, day out. And this has definitely been a year for that. We gotta remember sometimes, man, I'm just different. Yeah. I'm not like this world. I remember when I used to work in the financial industry, I walk into some of these meetings and around some of these people and some of these situations and I'd just be like, man, I would just feel so different. I would just feel like I didn't belong with these people. But that's the truth. I didn't belong with those people because I'm not like them. I'm different, but I'm called to reach them. This is the difference. You are different. But the first step is we just gotta accept Get on board with embrace this idea I'm different. And you know what? I'm actually excited that I'm different because you know what that means? It means I've been cut to the heart. It means that God has come and made a covenant in my heart. It means that I've changed. I'm changed from the inside out. We've got to realise that we're different. Can I get an amen? Can I get some noise? Can I get people excited about the fact that God has come into our hearts? The early church, they were cut to the heart with gospel power. They were cut into a new relationship with Jesus, which meant, defined as them being different. This was a radical message, verse 39, for the promises for you, for your children, and for all who are far off. This was a radical message. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to Himself. They were coming into a brand new relationship. They were being cut in to a brand new covenant when they said yes to Jesus. When you said yes to Jesus, when you received Jesus into your heart, Jesus came in, made a covenant with you and He cut you into His new life. It's a covenant relationship. God has come in, He's purposed in your heart. You know, He's purposed in your heart 
And he's purposed in my heart to want to live for him. This is the difference. That we actually want to live for him more than we want to live for this world. We want to live in the light and not in the darkness. We want to live with our, with our heart continually facing the Lord. That's why when you're in church, it just feels right. You ever notice that? I mean, I can be in other places. I could be in clubs. I can be, you know, like social clubs or whatever, you know, sports stuff you can be a part of. And sometimes it's, it's, it's cool to be a part of those things and they're great. But there's something about being in a church. You're like, yeah, this is me. At a soul, deep, spiritual level, this is where I'm supposed to be. That's why it feels like that. It's more than a feeling. It's God's purpose, the cutting into the covenant of you being a part of Him and Him being a part of you now. It's more than a feeling. It's His purpose walking, uh, working in you. That's why when you serve in church and you see people coming, coming alive to the things of God, it excites you. It feels so right because it's more than a feeling. It's God's purpose. It's the cutting into you that God has done. It's the cutting of the new covenant that's working in you that draws you in. It's the new you. The old is gone. The new has come. It's the new relationship that you now have with God that means you are different. It took me a long time to get this revelation because I always felt it on the inside. I just couldn't make a sense of it any other way, but I just eventually got there. When I read Colossians 2 and verse 11, look at what it says. It says, in him, obviously, being in Jesus, also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. In our hearts. In our hearts. You've been cut out now for the kingdom of God. You've been cut into a brand new way of life. You've been cut into a covenant with Jesus Christ. Sometimes it feels like there's a cutting away that comes with this walking with Jesus every single day, every single season. You ever feel that? Feels like, especially in those early days when you said yes to Jesus, it felt like there was this constant cutting away. Cutting away of what? The old life, the old way, the walking away. There was a cutting that happened. Sometimes it maybe felt like you needed to cut some relationships out. That's the cutting away. Sometimes it feels like some desires that need to be cut away, some habits that were being cut away by Jesus. Sometimes you feel like there's a pressing need to cut communication from a specific person. Can I encourage you? That's just not like legalistic behavior. That is Jesus Christ cutting away the old life, saying goodbye to the old life. I say it like this. It was like when I, when I met Jesus, I thought things would be all rosy, but they weren't. It was like God sent a wrecking ball through my life. It was just destruction everywhere. It was just like everything was falling down around me. But it was the cutting away. God was rebuilding my life. He was saying, no, 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 we don't need any of that anymore. We don't need any of that false structure that fades and just ends up in the fire anyway. This is you and me now. What we're gonna build is gonna be something powerful. What we're gonna build is gonna be something incredible. What we're gonna build is gonna last for eternity. You're different. And sometimes I feel like we just need to get on board with the fact that we're different. People think you're weird. Who cares? God doesn't. He loves it. Who cares what people think in Jesus' name? So number one, we've got to realize we're different. Number two, I want you to write this down. 
we've got to recognize this is a daily thing. We've got to recognize that this is a daily thing. If you want to walk away from the old life, can I just encourage you? There's this thing called a soul we've got to deal with. And our soul needs to be dealt with, I believe, every single day. That's why I talked about last week when it comes to the gospel of repentance and being living a life of repentance in the Lord's Prayer. Jesus actually gives us the instruction manual and it's a daily thing. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What is he saying? He's saying every single day, you've got to realize that the old is gone. You've got to walk in the new every single day. Verse 23 of Ephesians 4, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. You could be in here today and you're like wondering, what does that mean? Like, is that, how often is that? What's the frequency? What's the duration? Let me tell you, every day. Because every day you wake up. And tomorrow you will wake up. And the day after you will wake up. This is a daily fight. This is a daily walking. This is a daily posture that we live. This is this rhythm I talked about last week where we can walk in this. You know, this is the power of our daily choices. Our daily choices. Daily, this is happening in our lives. Every day you wake up, you get a choice. What am I gonna do? Am I gonna walk in the new or am I gonna put on the old? You know, I feel like sometimes God gave me a picture that people live with shovels in their bedrooms. It sounds a bit weird, it'll make sense in a moment. <laughs> we wake up in the morning and it's like, do we reach for our Bible or do we reach for the shovel? What am I talking about there? Am I gonna dig up the old way? Am I gonna dig up the old me? Is the first thing I'm gonna reach for in the morning, is it my old self? Is it going back to the old way of life and digging up the old way of life and say, come on, man, come on? Or do I reach for God's word which renews my mind? which renews my faith, which helps me walk in the Spirit. You know, if we wanna walk Spirit-led, we need God's Word. But this is a daily thing. This is every single day. So I wanna ask you today, do you put on and walk in the new Spirit-led, Spirit-man that you now have, or do you dig up the old man, the old way, the old self every day and try to revive him? Don't dig up the dead you. Because he's dead. She's dead. It's gone. Throw the shovel away. Pick up the Word of God. Every single day, the old is gone. The old you, it's gone. He's dead. You know, water baptism, it symbolizes two things. It symbolizes death and cleansing, okay? Death and cleansing, the death part is, represents dying and the burial of the old man. Okay, this is very critical for you and I to understand. I, when I got baptized at 19, I didn't really necessarily understand all this and I had to learn, I had to be shown in the Scriptures, I had to, had to, had to, had to be shown it. This is critical. Perhaps you were baptized, you never fully understood it as well and this will give you new power and understanding today. Colossians 2 and verse 12, look at what it says. It says, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Romans 6 and verse, verse one says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those, look at this, who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized 
into his death, verse 4, we are therefore buried with him through baptism to death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Your old life is gone. When you were baptized, and it's what we believe is going to happen today after the 11 o'clock, the old is going to be dead and buried. That old you, he gone. I'm serious. <laughs> He's gone. It's gone. But this is what we do. We're like, well, you know, I used to like that. I used to like those things. Where's my shovel? Where's my shovel at? Because I'm going to dig a little bit of that up. And I'm going to just creep back a little bit into that. But what God is saying today is every single day, you get the choice to wake up and say, you know what? That old me is gone. And I am different. You know, it took me so long to get this, but there were just moments where I was just like, you know, I used to do these things, but now I don't want to do them anymore. I used to go out at night when I was, when I didn't know Jesus in this in the city of Sydney, and I used to go out and enjoy whatever and go out with my friends and be out to all hours of the night. Then I gave my life to Jesus. I was radically saved. I got baptized. All that was dead and buried. And then I found myself on the other side thinking, man, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't have no interest. Because God has done something in my life and it's my choice every single day. Do I, do I decide to grab a hold of that? Or do I go for the shovel and dig up the old way in Jesus' name? This is the old way. We've got to say goodbye. You know, we sing this song in church, you know. Arise, my soul. Remember. Come on, join in. He took my sin and he buried it no longer. I who lives. Come on. Now Jesus lives in me. For I was dead in sin, but I woke up. Hey! He took my sin and he buried it. What right have I got to go and dig it up? What right do I have after Jesus had legally taken care of my sin? Do I have the right to go back to my old way and start living like I used to live? I gotta recognize every single day, this is my new life. You know, I don't think it's even enough to say that I've changed. You know, I just had this revelation the other day. I felt like the Holy Spirit, we were talking about this message and I was trying to figure it out. And he was just like, you know, it's not that you've changed. You're not that person anymore. That person is gone. There's a death certificate. It's done. It's over. You have a new life. Yeah, you might look like you, but you are not you. You're different. You're completely changed in Jesus' name. So the first thing is we've got to understand in this new life through the, through the covenant seal of baptism, there's the death, there's the burial, but there's also the cleansing. The cleansing, the, the removal, the, 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 the saying goodbye to the old way, the dirt of the old life is gonna go. It's right here in 1 Peter 3, in verse 21. Look at what it says. 
And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you, not the removal of dirt from your body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That clear conscience, a clear one, that's why you're able to walk in the power and the newness of this new life you have. And you're able to come before God, like I just said, and say, man, I don't, I don't feel those desires anymore. I don't feel like I wanna do that anymore. I don't feel like, man, I need to even go and get that fulfillment anymore. I don't feel like I need to do any of this because God has given me a new life. I think a different way now. My thoughts have changed. My perspective on things have changed. Listen to this, my perspective on sin is different. Because I look at it, I'm just like, I love Jesus more than I love the sin. My heart has shifted towards Jesus. That's how you know you're saved when you start to love Jesus more than you love sin. That's how you know that is the, the, the greatest indicator of a life in Jesus Christ is you're more in love with Jesus and His ways, His, His things, His words, the way He rolls than you are with my ways and my things and my sin and the stuff that I used to do. You're more interested in that than you are in the old way. See, this is the power of the new life that He's given us. The dirtiness you once felt for the acts you once did is removed. But I believe there's probably people in here today that still think about those old things, still think about that old dirt, and you try to put it on your new life. You try to throw dirt on your new life. But God is in heaven. He's just like, what are you doing, my son? What are you doing, my daughter? Why are you doing that? This is new life that you have every single day. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna walk in this new way. We're gonna put on a garment of praise. Ephesians chapter six, what are we gonna do? We're gonna put on the whole armor of God. We're gonna put on our new clothing, our spiritual clothing that we now have. What have we got? We've got lots of things. Let me tell you what they are. The belt of truth. We've got the chest plate of righteousness. We've got the shield of faith. We've got the helmet of salvation. We've got the shoes of the gospel of peace. And while you're at it, you've got the sword of truth as well. Every single day, this is our choice. It's your choice today, young person, what you're gonna do. Are you gonna walk in the new life or are you just gonna keep doing what you used to do? God gives us a choice every single day. And can I just encourage you, the beauty of the, 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 the covenant that we live in is the Holy Spirit is a permanent fixture yeah. in our lives. So you're like, man, I just, I don't know how I can do it. How do I break away from that sin? The Holy Spirit will help you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will help you walk in this new life you have because ultimately it's not your power. That power is gone. That old work is gone. That old ability to try to serve God out of works is gone. But every single day, you get the choice. I get the choice to live in the new way. You received that this morning. Why don't we stand? I wanna read one passage of Scripture again in Ephesians 4, but I wanna read it over you. I wanna speak it over you in the message translation. This is what it says. You throw it up there. But that's no life for you. Some people need to just write this down in their journal. That life is not me. That life is it's not me anymore. What, what maybe you were brought up to be like, what maybe you were brought up or what maybe people said about you before you said yes to Jesus, that life is not you anymore. 
You're not that life anymore. You learned Christ. My assumption is if you have paid careful attention to Him, been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have in Jesus, since then we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, listen to it, everything, and I do mean everything, connected with that old way of life has got to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it and then take on an entirely new way of life. I don't know about you, but this is our challenge. This is our journey. This is what God is calling us to every single day. So I wanna encourage you today. I don't know how this is speaking to you, but I believe there are people in here when I was specifically talking about the old life that for maybe a long time, you've been letting your new life be clouded by your old life. You've been letting the dirt of the old life find its way onto your brand new life. And I believe today is your day. As we pray and we ask the Holy Spirit to come in and help us, because that's what He does. Just like I said last week, what is he, what, it's part of His job description. He's a helper. So when you're struggling with anything, if you're trying to, to, to see these, this promise outworked in your life and you're struggling and you're feeling like it's not working for you anymore and you feel like it's a struggle, can I just encourage you? It's probably because you haven't asked the Holy Spirit to help you. We say, Holy Spirit, I, I can't do this. I'm trying. I want to. And that willingness of heart connects with the power of His Spirit in us. And then transformation takes place. And then on the other side, we look at it and we're like, man, that was so easy. That was so easy. You know, that's what breakthrough is. It's easy because it's God, it's not you. See, here's what I wanna do. I just wanna take a moment. And while no one else is looking around, I'd love it if people could bow their heads just in a moment, giving people some privacy. But I just wanna give you an opportunity to get your breakthrough. This is your opportunity to say goodbye to the old life. Maybe you've, you've been walking with Jesus for a while, but you've just been lugging around this old life. This old you that, it's just you and Jesus, but it's you, Jesus, and this old life being dragged along as well. I think today is your day to just cut it out, to let it go, to understand, man, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that old life anymore. Don't need that old sin. Don't need that, that old way of doing things. Don't need that old pressure in my life. Don't need to, to try to please those people anymore. Don't need to hang out with those people anymore. I don't need to do that anymore. That old way is gone. So today, if that's you, that's speaking to you, if it's that, anything to do with the old life, I just wanna encourage you to raise your hand. I wanna pray for you. Maybe it is sin like we talked about last week. Repentance deals with that. But maybe it's some of that old man stuff, that old way stuff, that old self that finds its way into your new life and you're putting it on. Well, maybe today is your day to put it off. So if, if that's the issue as well, I want you to raise your hand. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we love you. We need you. We desire to walk in the fullness of this new life that we have through Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we just pray right now that you would begin to speak to people right now and you begin to move in people's lives. God, I speak right now for the grip of the old way, the sin that tries to entangle us, Lord, to be cut away. God, because of your power working through us, Lord, as we lift up our hands, as we open up our hearts, as we desire, Father, to serve you, 
to walk in your ways, to walk in this new life. God, I thank you that you're doing a great cutting away. You're cutting away the old way. You're cutting away the old self, the old thoughts, Lord. I just thank you right now, they're gone. Father, I thank you right now that the old desires that once directed our lives, God, I thank you they're cut away right now in the power in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for sin, which once was such an issue. The sin was what once the dividing wall of hostility between us, the veil that was in between us. Lord, thank you that you've cut it away. God, I pray right now for people to be freed from the grip of sin. Father, I thank you right now for people to be freed from the things that are trying to hold on. And Lord, I just thank you. The days and the weeks and the seasons to come, we're gonna see it in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.